everyone, and welcome to episode 210 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. It's Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and we have the full crew here this week, starting off with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. How's it going today, Richard? Hey, Seth. What's going on? Uh, not much. Ready to uh, to talk some magic. And we also have, joining us today, back into the realm of healthiness, I hope, after <laughs> last week when you were feeling not too good, Krim. How you doing, Krim? Well, my voice is back, so I gotta be pretty happy. <laughs> Uh, that's good news. Losing your voice. Oh, man. I never really cared until I started doing content, but it's like the worst thing that can happen to you if you do content for a living, because even if you like sometimes you get these sicknesses where you feel pretty good, but you just can't talk well and it totally ruins doing content. So I feel your pain when it comes to losing your voice. It is the worst. <laughs> it, was, it was. It's super awkward. And I was <laughs> just like really quiet the whole time. And like I was like writing <laughs> notes essentially to my roommates like, oh, I can't. I don't really want to talk. Just <laughs> Keep, keep handing me hot water and lemon. <laughs> should have should have made content with like a vocalizer thing. Just like oh a yeah, voice. I don't know why. <laughs> 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 we, we've tried that with some of uh, our ac- accidentally sometimes and people have not been a fan of the robot voice episodes of the podcast <laughs> robo seth <laughs> i'm done with it that actually is a good idea <laughs> So this week, uh, it's kind of a quiet-ish week in the magic world. We don't have any, like, huge announcements. We've had some, like, announcements of announcements, like some product being announced in February and stuff like that, but kind of a quiet week in the magic world. So we are going to talk some modern. There was a modern GP, I think, that happened yesterday. And uh, then we also want to talk a little bit about Commander. We play Commander every week on Commander Clash, sometimes outside of Commander Clash, but we don't give Commander much love on the podcast. So, Modern Commander Fishmail is the plan for today. But before we jump into it, a reminder that our show today is brought to you by SpikesAcademy.com, the world's first Magic the Gathering e-learning academy. They have some really cool courses from really great players like Paul Arvinder, Diamond Rosa, and Reed Duke. You can join the academy over at SpikesAcademy.com and even get 10% off with the code GOLDFISH. And to learn more, check out Spikes underscore Academy on Twitter. So, thank you to them for their support. With that out of the way, let's talk a little bit about modern. So we had a GP in Toronto uh, this past weekend. We didn't really get to see it because of the coverage changes. Uh, so what happened in Toronto? Uh, what are your thoughts on that event? Uh, so, I mean, we had, um, I believe, okay, I, 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 I want to verify this. I don't want to say random deck one, but. <laughs> I, think, I believe it was Grixis Death Shadow that actually came in first right. uh, at the tournament. Yeah. So yeah, we did. We didn't. We didn't have uh, any coverage, but we were able to like video coverage at least. But we did find out that like it was like Grixis Death Shadow versus Tezzerator, quote unquote. <laughs> uh, for the, for the okay, okay. I, let me stop you for a second. It's not Tezzerator. I don't know why they're calling this deck Tezzerator. It doesn't have any Tezzerets in the main deck. There's a couple of Tezzerets in the sideboard, which, sure, that's fine. But you can't be a Tezzerator deck without Tezzeret. It's Artifact Prison, Were Prison, whatever you want to call it. But uh, I don't know who's naming these decks, uh, but someone is is stretching it a little bit with the name of this deck, it's I think. Channel Fireballs. They're trying to sell cards now. This is what happens, Watsy. Actually, I'm curious. Do they actually write... Like, they must change their name, right? Like, you register with a deck name, obviously. But I'm pretty sure, like, half the people just write, like, random gibberish in there. And it's not, you know, the, the standard name. So my guess is, like, Watsy and now Channel Fireball actually fixed the name into something coherent. 
And uh, they've decided to call it Tesserators, Cecily. You should send them an email about how having a planeswalker in your sideboard does not name the deck. Otherwise, this <laughs> could have counts. been... <clears throat> Sorry. Spellskite spell <laughs> artifacts. That could have been the name of this deck. <laughs> there are more Spellskites <laughs> than Tesserates in this deck. <laughs> not, not only that, but I'm looking at the top eight decks. Uh, fourth place, or uh, in the top four, is Is It Drake's. In the top eight is Is It Phoenix. They both have four Phoenixes and two Crackly Drakes and almost exactly <laughs> the same card. Why is one named Is It Drakes and one named Is It Phoenix? It's, it's essentially oh, the same Maybe it is one's one on is- the deck reg list then. <laughs> one, one pilot decided the Phoenix was the star and the other one was like, no, Drake is the best. <laughs> I, uh, they should have just named them, named them both Tesserator. There, there should be it Is It Thing in the Ice <laughs> somewhere in there too. <laughs> First off, Tesserator is real. I, I would, I, I think it's fine. It's in the 75. It's in the 75. They, it counts. They, they have. They should have called the. Is it Drake's deck? Is it Pyromancer? Because it's got one young Pyromancer in the sideboard, <laughs> and then we wouldn't have any confusion. I mean, there's there's Terramander. Is it? it, it you know what? One is more. Is it Drake's? Right? Because it has Terramander. That's a Drake. If you right. I, <laughs> that, that is. All right. I, mean, I guess it's got. Two. In their defense, Crim, I, cracked I, it. <laughs> Well, naming conventions aside, uh, what do we learn about Modern from this tournament? This is the first tournament without KCI being part of the format, KCI being banned a couple weeks ago, at least the first big tournament. Uh, What is your impression of this top eight list? That's all we really have. We don't have a big top 64 or anything like that. Uh, Has has the banning of KCI really shaken up and changed the format? Are we seeing different decks that weren't good enough with KCI around being good enough? Or is it kind of the same thing without KCI in the mix? Uh, well, I, I, I think right now, the for the most part, I think the reason why we don't see any KCIs is just because people were forced not to play it, right? So there's a lot, it's like a weird, like, forced diversity kind of thing on the top eight here. But... That's, that's how bannings work, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's how <laughs> bannings work. It's just, it's just like... I don't know, man. I, I, I don't think any of these decks really <laughs> were all that much different with or without KCI. Like, Phoenix didn't... I guess you could... I mean, Phoenix is still here, so... Uh, the the meta looks... I guess Titan Shift is really popular. I've been playing against a lot of that. A lot of it. And the Artifact deck may just be, well, quote-unquote, Tesserator. <laughs> like, I don't know. That That's Crib. that's just the way it seems so far, Like like, at least when also, like, playing on Moto. Yeah, I think, I mean, we see a lot of the same stuff. I will say we do have two very fair decks uh, in the top eight with a green-black mid-range. I guess, technically, I think they're both green-black mid-range. One is Jund, but it's actually <laughs> not Jund. It's Fulminator's uh, naming the <laughs> the main deck now because Fulminator has a red symbol in it. <laughs> Hybrid red in Fulminator oh, makes wait, it Jund is that now. Real? Oh, my. No, yeah, no, they're, they're, <laughs> no, no, they're, they're both black-green mid-range, but the last one is called Jund for some reason because... But yeah, but I think uh, before we get derailed on deck names again and just spend the whole the whole podcast talking about how modern decks are named, uh, I don't know if this was a deck that would have had success with KCI around. I think this is the kind of deck where you're not feeling very good. Your clock isn't fast enough to race KCI. And yeah, you got Inquisitions and Thought Seizes, which is nice, but you don't really have the I win sideboard cards either against KCI or your the best sideboard cards against KCI. So I think maybe like a little bit, we see these fair decks having more of a shot than they would have while KCI was still in the format. Yeah. I mean, John, like the green, black, the Golgari, you know, splash whatever color you want them to be now is uh, like a deck that does benefit from that 
Um, are there any other, like, were there any other mid-range decks, though, that were kind of held back from KCI, though? I mean, you might be able to argue that that Death Shadow might fall into that camp. I guess it depends on what you consider Death Shadow, but that's another deck that is, uh, you got Stubborn Denials and Thought Seizes, but you're not particularly disruptive, and while you can kill pretty quickly, you're not going to race a turn three combo kill very often, so I think maybe uh, that Death Shadow is on the rise again. We saw it win the whole tournament when it, it wasn't unplayable when KCI was around, but I think it kind of took a little bit of a backseat to some of the more degenerate, unfair decks. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely still remember like Death Shadow winning, I I think was it was it GP Portland and that had KCI in it like so shadow is still playable maybe there's just going to be more shadow players now cuz yeah, that's, uh, there, that's... there's no broken like I think the combo right as of right now is uh uh amulet titan that that's yeah I think that's about it right I mean amulet titans kind of on the top and I don't know. I almost think of the Phoenix decks as, like, pseudo-combo decks, but your combo's just, like, getting a bunch of Phoenixes in the graveyard and casting gut shots. <laughs> like, like, Phoenixes is like the new Splinter Twin. Phoenix or Drakes, though. So, uh, I mean, that, there's the difference uh, between that. <laughs> those, those Terramanders. <laughs> the other thing uh, about Modern is... We didn't really see any new decks take off. Uh, there, there have been some rumblings. We've seen Magic Online results with Prime Speaker Vanifar doing good. We've seen, uh, like, various Electro Dominance decks putting up some wins on Magic Online, a Shaman's deck 5 0 on Magic Online. So we've seen some Ravnica Allegiance influenced spicy decks in digital, but none of those actually made it to the top eight, at least, of uh, this event or the classic, as far as I can tell, either. It's pretty much all the old guard decks. So, I don't know, do you think, does this mean those decks don't have a chance, or is it just, it takes a while for people to figure out decks in a format like Modern, and maybe six months from now, someone will actually break Vanifier or Electro Dominance or Shaman or whatever? I, I think it's going to take some time. Uh, I mean, like, what KCI was actually just around forever. <laughs> yeah and then and then eventually it just like it, it like people learned how to play the deck like at least efficiently and then decided to take it to tournaments then so it took a, a little bit of time um i mean we but but there was the like just you know side note there was the boros soldier deck uh, that went undefeated day one of gp toronto and there was also a i think it was blue red taking turns uh piloted by daniel wong also I think he's the like triple sleeve guy. Quadruple sleeve. <laughs> quad sleeve. Qu- quad sleeve. <laughs> why do you? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I underestimated. How do you even quad sleeve? Sleeves. And why do you need to quad sleeve? <laughs> it's not even a it, like that. I could understand if you're playing a thirty thousand dollar vintage deck, maybe, but it's just like a bunch of time walks in modern. Like how how far do you need to go to protect that deck? <laughs> Is he playing like the the actual? hard case protectors like the what do you call them so you have like an inner sleeve a normal sleeve a character guard sleeve and then he puts that all into like an actual ultra pro I don't think you can shuffle the hard <laughs> sleeve I don't, I don't you, think where, where does the quad sleeve come from this is like a giant penny protector like how I, <laughs> I i think there's actually like a deck tech with him from channel fireball and uh, that that is something that I think only only he can answer. 
he just he just sits down. It's like, is that is that a triple sleeve commander deck? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no I, if I sat across deck. it, I would I would think my opponent's playing Battle of the Wits before they're quad sleeved. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> it, it is you sit it down. Is you're like Battle of the Wits. Come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, if if I could, I like because like there's the uh, there's the sleeves with like the the chibi collection of planeswalkers, and I really enjoy that artwork. And I thought about it. I thought about because that would make me triple sleeve. I would have the perfect fit, the chibi sleeves, and then the sleeve to go over that to preserve the art. But then and then I was like, I'll just spend like ten dollars again and buy these packs. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like you would remove the inner sleeve to make your deck shuffleable. What I want to do is actually just show up with no sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> no like, sleeves. Modern deck Jund. riffle shuffle. <laughs> All foiled out Jund. <laughs> Coverage will love me. No glare. Oh. I, I would actually just concede to you, to you because I don't think I'd want to deal with the heartache of watching you like peel the corners of your, your Dharma going skin off. Uh, that's the other thing. Like, what happens when you have to shuffle your opponent's deck? You might get a lot of concessions where people don't want to mash together your sleeve. I am sure cards. people will not care. You think people would be nice? They're like, hey, if you show up without a sleeve deck, I'm shuffling it, and they're going to like hard rifle shuffle it and everything. <laughs> I mean, they can try, but I think when you have quad sleeves, like <laughs> you can just like pour a bottle of water on it at this point. <laughs> uh, so, any uh, any other modern stuff before we jump over and talk about some commander? Uh, any final thoughts on this weekend, post KCI modern? Anything at all? It's time to get out of this spiky talk and into filthy casual cat. <laughs> the category it's Richard's. It's Richard's time to shine. I'm not Filthy even joking. I'm like, you guys talking about modern, podcast. and I'm like rolling my eyes, <laughs> and I'm like, borrow soldiers. <laughs> like, show, show me some eight drops. <laughs> show me. Uh, all right. All right. Well, let's, let's talk about some eight drops for Richard. So uh, we're going to talk some commander, and we've never really had a commander episode before. So uh, Richard, why don't you why don't you guide us through this? I'm not exactly sure what the plan is, so why don't you guide us through uh, some commander? Commander talk, you filthy casual, you. All right, all right. We're gonna do the spiky <laughs> commander talk. Makes no sense, okay? We're gonna, we're just gonna rifle off some questions and see where we go. And uh, this will be interesting. I think I know most of Seth's answers for these, but Krim, I don't know. So we're gonna find out. What is the best color in Commander? Blue. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely blue. Hundred percent blue. <laughs> you guys are both wrong. It's green. <laughs> No, oh, I didn't know that it's really? there was a right and wrong. You really answer. like blue? I don't. I, There's no green skeletons, Richard. I'm disappointed <laughs> in that answer. I, I actually think blue is probably the least played color for me on Commander Clash. Like period, over all the seasons. Um, I think for me, I don't like mono blue decks that much, but I really like decks that are blue with another color or two because blue gives you uh, just so many good card advantage engines that you don't get in other colors so my favorite decks are blue with at least one and maybe two other colors attached i mean do, you don't like like ristic studies and all that stuff on its own like i think that's good enough i i like i what is it that that one commander clash episode where i had to learn how to play stacks and, <laughs> and whatnot in like the three minutes i had uh that i i enjoyed that mono blue deck but Funny that you say that, uh, specifically monocolored decks. Right now I have this, like, pet deck that I kind of want to work on, and it's, like, just Ixidor <laughs> from Onslaught, and I just want to play nothing but morphs <laughs> and just play the guessing game. Sweet. 
right? Like, cause it's like, oh, well, what's underneath that card? I don't know. It could be anything. <laughs> uh, are there are there enough blue morphs to actually make a mono blue morph deck? Yeah, I mean, in between cons and, like, uh, the random things, like, plus also you'll be reoccurring some of that stuff. Like, you'll get, like, uh, what's the big thingy that turns everything up back down again? It's like Ix- Ixadron. Uh, Ixadron like, yeah. or something like that, yeah. Yeah, like Ixadron can turn it back down, and then, you know, we have thousands of wins to, like, bounce everything back that's face up, so you get to play them again. Um, <laughs> so That sounds pretty fun. Yeah, it's just like a... It, it kind of is a counter spell deck, I guess. Uh, but you have, I, like, Evacuation also returning everything. Like, Blue gives you so many good cards in that. Right, we we have Cyclonic Rift, uh, which is I I never understood why Cyclonic Rift was so expensive until I played EDH, and then I understood, <laughs> and then I understood. It felt it feels the absolute best thing, like it's the best thing in the world when you when you bounce everything, including that's right, those mana rocks, all of it, take it back to your hand, and then right, you do Krim, some wheel should, effect. Should Cyclonic Rift be banned? No. Please no. <laughs> you're, su- you're such oh. a blue player, Krim. <laughs> like, come on. Like, you, like Seth said it himself. Right? Do, like, do you see like, why people would think it should be banned? So I personally don't think it should be banned, but I understand the arguments that people set forth. Um, but, you know, if you cast it, you pretty much win the game or you're you're heavily advantaged. But I feel like there are many other cards in Commander where it holds the same, and you can argue that this is an instant, but... I'm like whatever. If you if you resolve like any primordial, uh, you're probably gonna win. If you resolve resolve a rise of the dark realms or whatever, like you know, you're probably gonna win if you resolve any of this stuff. So cyclonic rift, I think, is kind of the same. Uh, except you might you might actually have a chance of rebuilding because it's three people rebuilding against you after you rifted. So yep. I, I I don't think it's that bad, and I think blue actually needs a way to bounce all these creatures that's not some terrible like five or six mana sorcery yeah i, I like I, blue needs help with enchantments and like artifacts <laughs> so what are you gonna do the problem that? is uh, the problem is blue gets so many good counter spells that it's hard for me to be sympathetic of blue decks because you can answer everything you just have to leave your mana up and that's one of the reasons i don't really like mono blue decks personally is uh, while they're good and they're pretty fun to play, I don't think they're all that fun, like, for the table in Commander. I think, like, the few games I've had where it's been like, oh, I have Forbid and I counter everyone's thing and we do this for 10 turns, <laughs> like, I just don't think they're actually all that enjoyable as games of Commander. So that's kind of my my reasoning for not liking Mono Blue. So, uh, personally, I would rather see Cyclonic Rift Band. I think it is true that there's a lot of seven mana cards that win the game, but uh, I don't know. I've <laughs> lost to, to Cyclonic Rift too many times, and it's just, it's so easy because it's instant speed, and you do it right before your turn, and you get to rebuild first or leave up all your mana to counter things, and I think it's it's a little bit too good. it's a it's a huge draw to blue though right like i I think you like that and like evacuation so uh, i don't know that's like removing i I feel like that that at that point then like how like blue becomes so bad like i mean well it's not like unplayable but it would just be so weak without cyclonic rip that's like a staple (laughs) So, so you're telling me you only play blue for Cyclonic Rift? I, I'm not going to lie it, to you. It's mediocre. It's like your bomb. The rest like, is just like... Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. A little bit. All right. Yeah, a little bit. 
I mean, you know, like, as I said, I love going psychotic rift at the end of the table, or like to the whole table and, and then, and then presenting them with something like whispering madness and then like a wheel effect. And it's like, ah, <laughs> this is wonderful. But you, you don't even need to wheel after like a rift alone is devastating enough, right? Like you don't even need a wheel. <laughs> Like, yeah, but I want to. Pretty- but I want to. <laughs> I want to. I, I want to do it all. <laughs> it's EDH, Richard. <laughs> Let me all have right, all think, my all fun. All right, Seth brought up a, a point here about Blue having counter spells. And I actually think you should play basically no counter spells in Commander. That they're like one of the worst cards you play. And you need to have a couple to like threaten people with, but in general, you should not play counter spells. What do you guys think about that? I agree. <laughs> uh, I think I think counter spells are the biggest reason to play a blue deck, especially if if we discount Cyclonic Rift. Hence, I don't play reason, blue decks because but... I think counter spells are bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's very few car- like in Commander. There is a lot of value in being able to answer anything. Uh, we see cards like Utter End are, are really powerful in Commander because they kill anything. Uh, and that flexibility is really important because in Commander you have powerful artifacts and enchantments and any permanent type essentially has cards that can just win the game if it stays on the battlefield. I feel like a card like Counterspell is basically the blue version of that. Yes, it requires you to leave up mana, but that flexibility is so valuable in a format like Commander. So let me walk that back for a second. So I feel like if you're using the counter spell to protect your win, it's good. So if you're, you know, you're a combo deck or something, or, you know, someone's trying to remove your threat and you counter it, that's fine. But for you to remove someone else's threat, I think that's bad because it's, it's a one for one and there's three other players at the table. So you're like losing out on that. And then you also had to hold up mana, which means you weren't progressing your game. So the, the, the reason I like utter end is like, you can let the threat come down. And if it doesn't kill you all, you can deal with it at an opportune time as opposed to just forever holding up, you know, double blue or something to, to stop some threat coming down. Right. I'm a hundred percent with Richard on that one. Uh, and I, I love counter spells. I love counter spells. <laughs> but, but I just don't want to be playing a bunch of like one for ones and, and, and hoping that I have enough mana to like counter everything. Cause that, that is not going to feel great. But at the same time, I, I think mo- like decks like mono blue need counter spells and cyclonic rift because of that exact reason. Something uh, will eventually slip through the cracks and you need a way to I deal mean- with it. I will come around to the point that counter spells are worse in Commander than other formats. I'll go that far because it is true that in a four-player Commander game, uh, you just can't stop everything with counter spells. We saw in 1v1 Commander, Brawl was bannably good because you just play Brawl and literally counter everything your opponent does for the rest of the game, and it was a a very unbeatable strategy. But in a four-player Commander game, that doesn't really work because even if you do that to one player, uh, you have two other players that are going to be Resolving their spells. So I think it is true that counter spells are worse in Commander, but I still like them as a way to answer anything and, as Richard said, uh, to protect your win condition or combo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like the like non counter spell counter spells, like Teferi's Protection. <laughs> like, like you need stuff to prevent you from dying to combos. So, like, um, Crows and Grip, things like that, where you can interrupt a combo if it's actually going to kill you, but you know. It's not obviously a counterspell works no matter what, unless they have a cavern of souls or uh, 
the spell one, which I forgot the name of. Uh, but I, I, I don't <laughs> know. I, I like, yeah, Boseju. I like Frozen Grip. I like Teferi's Protection and things. Because once in a while, someone will try to kill you with a combo. And you need to make sure you're ready for that. Right? But then it just, it, it's like holding up the single white for Swords to Plowshares. Like, you probably don't have it, but, you know, just in case, you got to hold it there and people will hesitate because you might actually have it this one time and it'll get blown out. <laughs> so yep. so that's what I think the role of counterspells is. Just look like you have a counterspell, but, like, never counterspell anything. And then when you <laughs> do, make sure it cantrips. <laughs> make sure it's one of those counterspells that cantrips itself. Sit there with a smug grin and you've got, like, three islands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's like playing creatures and then you're holding your counter spells and you're like, come at me, bro. And then six turns later, you're still holding that three mana and you're like feeling really sad. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay, land destruction. Yay or nay? Mass land destruction. Armageddon. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of mass land destruction. I'm okay with it in certain circumstances, uh, in certain decks. I'm not, I don't have a blanket rule that you should never play it, but I think that it's bad form to play mass land destruction unless it's sort of part of like a combo to win you the game. I think commander games are really unfun when someone just blows up everyone's lands and no one does anything for a bunch of turns and everyone's hoping to like top deck lands to rebuild. I don't think those games are really all that enjoyable. So if it's part of something that's going to win you the game within a turn or two, I can accept it. But just blowing up everyone's lands because you can do it, I, I don't think that's very fun commander gameplay. I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm all for it. Uh I mean, it, I guess it, like, there's, like, within reason, right? Like, mass land destruction, how are you doing it, right? If I'm going, like, Kamal Fist of Krosa and, like, Goblin Sharpshooter, that's pretty funny, right? But but <laughs> but, <laughs> but if I'm going, I, I don't know, just Armageddon, it's like, well, that's kind of boring. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you just blew up all my lands without you doing anything that cool or flashy. If you're, if you're doing it with a lot of style and pizzazz, all that stuff, and blowing up my lands, I'm all for it. Please do it. If if you come all and then pestilence or something, I, I I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I, I I think I'm pretty I'm pretty much done that already on Commander Clash. So I think that is fine. But I used to be more of the spike attitude, right? When you Armageddon, like deal with it. Like it's a game. Someone did something, and then it, it goes on, right? And especially in one v one, like I don't care. In one v one, um, if I get Blood Mooned or Armageddon or whatever, and I lose, that's like fine. Uh, so I've changed over time as I've become a filthy casual, <laughs> right? It's you, you show up, especially for commander clash. It feels really bad. Like you spent like all week building your deck. Okay. And like, you figured out this cool thing you want to try, or there's this new pet card you want to try. And then someone Armageddon's you and you do nothing the entire time, but you don't get to play your weird crappy combo. Feels really bad. Right. So I feel like. We shouldn't do those things anymore because it kind of takes away from the having fun part. And, you know, from a spike perspective, it's fine. But now that I'm a filthy casual, I'm like, nah, that's not cool. You shouldn't, you shouldn't run like four mana Armageddon. Like if you want to do a combo into a land kill or into like a Baron Glory kill or something, okay, that's pretty cool. But I think like Seth said, if you Armageddon and win right away, that's fine because you can just go to game two or game three or whatever but if you armageddon and then just sit around with like no plan right that's terrible it's like the stasis the stasis lock like the prison that like no one can win through and you sit there for like three hours uh, wet noodle fight that's like bad because <laughs> i mean i 
for me, I think Commander, my general philosophy is, unlike other forms of magic where it's about winning, for me, Commander is about everyone at the table having fun. Like, that, for me personally, that's way more important than winning. So I feel like... Uh, that's how that's how I want to build decks in a way that is in some ways altruistic so everyone has a good time because I think that's the reason you play commander is to like have fun with some of your friends and winning is sort of like it's fine but it's sort of secondary so that's kind of my philosophy on the format in general and I think land destruction sort of goes against that for me mass land destruction I'll put you on the spot Seth so why does this only apply to commander and not when you play standard or modern why is it fine to delve into Mana Leak, into <laughs> Spell Fierce, into Snapcaster Mana Leak, into, you know, why why is that fine in Modern but not in Commander? Because I think, I think that that it's just that the that those formats are about winning. I think your primary goal when you play a game of uh, standard or modern or whatever, your goal is to win the game. And whatever means necessary within the rules to win the game is, is what you should be doing. Basically like spikes versus casuals, essentially. But for me, commander is a casual format and it's more about uh, the relationships and the interaction and that aspect of it. So I feel like it, things that are acceptable and even, uh, desirable in other formats are bad form in commander in specific because of that. Um, yeah. That, that I, I agree with that. I it's like I think Commander kind of captures what we love from like the, I guess the social aspect of Magic. Like why I love Magic, like playing in a random tournament and meeting new people and just like kind of having a good time playing, you know, with some cards that you probably like and stuff like that. So like I, I that that's how I I view Commander. So I I agree with Seth on that one. And like whereas like in Standard. I, I mean, I guess some would say that some of my, the decks that I play are all, aren't, aren't really all that different. I just jam a bunch of jank and see what happens. But, uh, like I think that in, in standard and modern and other formats, I'm, I, I'm more like, I'm prioritizing winning more than I am like everyone having fun. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm starting to come around. I don't know. Like I, I share Seth's view and I've shared Seth's view for like five years or whatever since we've started this, right? Where when you play these 1v1 formats, you're trying to win. But I feel like maybe that doesn't make any sense. Maybe that's why casual players hate us, right? Like you net deckers and <laughs> stop countering and stop blood mooning me. Like maybe they're just trying to have fun and here we are destroying them. We're like, well, sorry, dude, it's 1v1. Like, what do you want to do, right? Like maybe that's bad. And maybe part of it is like the way we do events. Like at FNM, you're incentivized to win, right? Like you are paired with other people with your... Uh, record and there's like a promo or something that you can win and then there's prizes for doing well and it incentivizes winning whereas when you win a game of commander like you get nothing so it doesn't matter anyway so you know i'm not going to armageddon you or counter all your stuff so but yeah like if you, like i can imagine if you show up to a friend's house and it's like super casual and they're like yeah i have some magic cards and then they whip out their challenger deck and you're like, well, I'm playing to win, guys. And you whip out your tier one deck. That's bad news, right? So I don't know. Maybe maybe we should be more casual and just play to have fun and not just us having fun, but with our opponent in mind. So you can play a bunch of janky cards, but if your janky card is Nicol Bolas and up to Nicol Bolas is all counter spells, like your opponent's not going to have any fun, right? Hey, I, so. I think you're just like giving out my deck list. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm starting to see this like 
five mana land destruction and like three mana counter spells that Watsi's going towards because it's kind of catering to the casual crowd that wants to play 1v1. Yeah, I think that's a, a good point. Although I think a lot of it comes down to the way you play magic. I would feel the same way if I was going to just play a fun game of uh, 1v1 at a friend's house on the kitchen table. I would feel the same way as I do about Commander for the most part. On the other hand, if you're playing tournaments on Magic Online or playing in a GP or even a FNM, like you said, the incentive is to win the game. And so I, I don't know. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's more about knowing the context uh, uh, of who you're playing with and what you're playing and uh, in basing your gameplay and deck selection on the context of where that game is taking place. At least that's how it is for me. Because I I love Blood Mooning people. There's nothing I like more than making someone not play a game of Modern. That I live for that when it comes to playing Modern. So it's probably like paradoxical or whatever, but I don't know. For me, I, I'm perfectly comfortable with having those two different aspects of my gameplay, where I love making someone not play Magic, but then switch gears to Commander or a casual game and want everyone to have fun yeah i i'm like i i want like fnm is like without fnm being as like as competitive or, i mean i guess with the incentive to win at fnms i probably would have not gotten into competitive play uh like growing up so i don't know i i, I like that fnm kind of incentivizes you to win so this way i can like bring my random deck or whatever or see how my deck st- like fares against the other decks. so i think that's a cool way to do that but uh I, I i've i also am like seth and i find the thrill in just like counterspelling my opponent until they don't get to play anything <laughs> and then and then and then when you pl- you uptick i don't know let's just in this case say teferi uptick a teferi <laughs> and uh, and untap oh, my land until you got more is a different kind of evil teferi. he likes <laughs> There is opponent playing, but knowing that they cannot make any progress, but they must be locked together for the next 15 minutes as he journals around trying to assemble a win con. Look, I've always been a believer that blue, like control based decks are always the, the most like, you know, they're the most social Like because you're going to sit there for a long time. You're not going to do anything and neither, neither am I because I can't kill you yet. Um, so let's hang out. <laughs> uh, I, I'm the opposite. I want to cast a Blood Moon on turn one and watch my opponent just scoop up their cards before they even play their first land drop. Those are those, I want it to happen quickly. It's over with fast. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Wait. Quick, quick, quick tangent. What is worse, Drown Yard control or Teferi control? Ooh, ooh. I, I. What is worse? What is I mean, I'll tell worse? you. I, I love that you brought that up because literally right in front of me. Is my Nefalia Drown Yard because I'm shuffling my Lazav deck. <laughs> I am not. I'm staring at it right now. I love that card. It it was a slower win condition, so it was even more fun. Uh, I think. I think it depends on if Nexus of Fate is involved. I think the part that makes Teferi deck so miserable is the Nexus loop. So I think if you're playing a non a non-Nexus deck, then I would probably go with Drown Yard. But I think the you have to sit there and hope your opponent whiffs on their, like, whatever, 95%er that they're going to keep comboing off for a bunch of turns. <laughs> Those are the games are miserable because you have just enough chance that you can't really scoop in good conscience because you're like, there is a chance that this, like, goes wrong and they don't hit the Fog or they don't hit the Nexus. Uh, so you can't really just concede because you have like a small percentage chance of winning so i think nexus to fairy decks worse than drown yard non-nexus to fairy decks drown yards probably I, probably more miserable i, I feel nexus. drown yard is worse because 
down yard, there is some hope. You're like, okay, what if you're holding four lands in hand, right? I could do, but once, you know, once they start looping Nexus, it's you kind of like F6. So you're just watching them do their thing, but you're not really having to do anything. You're not taking any turns. You're not thinking, you're not playing the game, right? So it's just like, okay, I'm, I'm out. Whereas like Drown Yard, every turn you're like, okay, now if he has two counter spells and I sequence my threats like this, I might be able to break through his lock long enough to kill him. But the reality is like, no, he's got you stone cold lock and you have no idea, right? At least Nexus, like you're not taking a turn. You're like, no thoughts here. Just like F6 go. Are you doing it or not? Yeah. <laughs> I guess if you think of it that way, yeah, I, I think Drown Yard might be worse. <laughs> because it's not like I have this like crazy loop where I take another turn and then I just yeah. get to keep doing that and then and then like <laughs> Nefalia Drown Yarding you. I, I'm just doing it slowly at the end of your turn, like even worse. It's just like yeah. I have a lock, but I'm not doing it fast. I'm just ah, well, I'll mill you. All right, your 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 turn. Or like back to my turn. Okay, cool. <laughs> you play something, I'll kill it. All right, I'll mill you. Your turn. <laughs> all right, all right. Back to commander. Back to commander. <clears throat> Worst color in commander. Oh, for for me, I mean, I I think the. It, it, huh, I think green is a color I never play. I don't think if it's the worst <gasps> color. <gasps> I, it's, <laughs> Why? It's a color <laughs> I never play. Usually, like if if I had to, like if I was because a Carnage money. Tyrant. Why? Why do you not? Play <laughs> Carnage Tyrant has followed me around since forever. No, like I I don't know why. Just something about green cards don't appeal to me, and they they never. It's like never like I'm like ah yeah. I, except for Garuk Apex Predator, but that <laughs> like <laughs> that's about it. Like I I I think that's my least played color, but the weakest color. Oh. Is it blue? I don't want to say blue because I love blue, but like, is it blue? I would snap off white. I think for me, I think white is the worst. Red is second worst. And then green, black are pretty good. And blue is number one. That would be my my ranking of power level. I think Our, red is probably the worst for me. I like white better than red. than white? Yeah, I would wow. play white. White has legitimate creatures. White has... A lot has of kind of card draw but it, but it can remove enchantments artifacts it has the wraths and it has usually pretty good creatures red kind of has bad creatures like bad wraths <laughs> like bad card draw like it, i don't know it doesn't do anything but my goal for this season of commander clash is to play more red to you know make sure i understand red more but like i always shy away from red and when i play red it's usually like an incidental color, right? Like I, you know, it's like Jund or something where it's like part of some color package as opposed to, oh, I think I need red in my deck. I, I think by ranking is literally just how easy it is to draw cards with a color. <laughs> now that I think about it, I think it's just <laughs> the, oh, blue the is harder one, it is then. to draw cards, the lower it ranks. <laughs> I, I think red though, red does give us like a lot of wheel effects and I do love wheel effects. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's, but that, that's like draw. that's like the terrible card draw. You got to draw everyone else cards too, right? Yeah, but at the same time, like as you said, right? People want to have fun, and yeah. and and there sometimes their fun comes from like pet cards, like and 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 when you watch them throw away their pet cards, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> are, are we trying are we enabling them or are we not enabling them what are we doing Chris? i mean you could still lose like let's say their pet card is i don't know 
the 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 one one that costs like nine or eight mana to unmorph. Okay, let's just say that's their favorite thing. And then you draw them into their combo, and then you lose. Whatever. But you watch their favorite card leave their hands. It's the message. Uh, that uh, I think. Speaking of that, one of my favorite moments on Commander Clash, I think, was the game where Tomer built Burning Vengeance. And I remember who it was. They played like an Alter the Brood or some horrible <laughs> mill spell. And it was on turn one, the top card of his deck, and it got milled over like on turn one. And that was what he had no way to recur it. And that was the only thing his deck was trying to do. <laughs> and, and was that not like humorous and enjoyable? Oh, it was, oh, it was hilarious. It was so funny. <laughs> See, there you go. That's why wheel effects are great speaking of which what do you think about kind of like these these mill effects these like mill effects that don't have a point like say alter the brood before you assemble your combo for disrupting other people's combos because in commander there is no redundancy right you have like one combo piece and if it gets milled over that combo is forever gone i think when i build commander decks i consider that possibility like i think for me it's really important to have ways to get things back from the graveyard especially if i'm a combo deck so uh it doesn't really bother me too much because i build decks with that possibility in mind and i think you probably should too especially if you're playing a combo deck like you should plan on your combo piece getting killed or milled or whatever because that's a realistic possibility so if you're playing a combo and don't have any way to get it back I think it's your fault for not building your deck very well. What if you're I, in a I'm color that you can't get it back, like red? <laughs> Splash. Splash in the green for Eternal Witness. <laughs> Hope someone skullwinders it back for you. <laughs> I I think, I mean, I have uh, Elixir of Immortality in almost all my decks, I think, just for fun. As I said, pet cards, right? I'm like, ooh, I, I love that card when it was in standard, so I want to play it in EDH. <laughs> so I have ways to get cards back also in, like, Snapcaster Mage if I'm not going budget and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I definitely build with the the uh, thought of finding a way to get cards back in mind or in the event that I, I, I lose cards all the time in mind. All right, so we, we know what the answer to this question is. Okay, but I want your opinion on it, though, because I violate this, like, all the time. Should you make your deck focused with, like, one cool theme? So, like, you know, say you have a combo or you have uh, a synergy you want. So should you go all in on that? Or do you do what I do and just randomly add, like, two-card combo packages and try to jam them all in your deck because they're sweet? And then therefore your deck is like totally not focused and like does not work properly. I think that it's okay to slot combos into your deck if it works with your theme, but the Tomer technique where it's like, I'm just going to play Kiki Jiki combo no matter if I have red and blue in my deck, I'm comboing you with Kiki. Like, eh, that's, not really, that's not really my style. Tomer's not even here. <laughs> I, 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 I think Tomer. if you slot in, he, he knows that. Fine. It's fine. I mean, I don't know. If, if, does Tomer actually do that, though? Does he just go, oh, I'm going to just throw Kiki Jiki? Actually, hold on. I think that's <laughs> so, true. Tomer has got the Kiki win many times <laughs> from a non, like. <laughs> I'm going like, to do all I, this, I, I, but then I won with Kiki Jiki. <laughs> he's like, I'm an artifact deck. I don't have, you know, I only have one combo. And you're like, okay, that must be some weird artifact combo. It's like, no, it's Kiki Jiki. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really dislike the instant win cards, and I actually go out of my way to out of my way to remove my deck now. So like I never play like Rise of the Dark Realms and 
Uh, oh, what is what is the one man of black one? The Ascension, Blood Chief's uh, Ascension. Blood, Blood Chief's Ascension. Oh, Blood Chief's Ascension. That thing's like yeah. an auto win, right? Like if you play that thing and someone doesn't remove it, you pretty much win. So I try not to include those cards unless it's on theme, because I feel like, you know, if you stumble into an off theme win, then fine. But when you put these cards in your deck, you're like kind of explicitly saying like, yeah, I want to win without my theme. So <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, I never put those cards in. You know, even if it like really fixes my deck, you know, like Skeleton Tribal with some Rise of the Dark Realms <laughs> might actually win, <laughs> right? But I'm like, ah, did I really do what I set out to do here? I don't know. Skeleton Enthusiast Richard. <laughs> it's so bad. I actually hate skeletons so much because they always betray me. They're such a bad tribe. They're not even bad enough. Like, how are they going to betray you? They're not good enough to do anything. <laughs> You're like, you're like, okay, I, I have all these skeletons. I have all my regeneration mana up. I'm good to go. And then people are like, damnation. And you're like, seriously, dude? Like, <laughs> the one ability my, like, three mana one one has. And, like, it doesn't even work. Like, why are skeletons so bad? <laughs> I, I think, like, so, example, like, right now, I have a Lazav deck, right? And and I, I think I have a the phage like you know i have phage the untouchable and i also have things like blighted agent and invisible stalker and you know like like a, a rogue's passage right you can see what's going on here is that is that considered like to be i don't know rude i guess in a weird way is that weird <laughs> to ask getting like a I'm trying to get some moral help here from edh because i don't know maybe my moral compass in EDH so is the question the best. more the is it okay to kill someone with infect <laughs> I, yeah, I guess it is. It is. I have always very much frowned upon Infect personally, <laughs> and I feel like most of the people who have done Commander Clash over the years have felt the same way. Uh, it's uh, they really should just change the rules in Commander. That's my that's my beef. It should it should take twenty Infect, I think, to kill someone in Commander. Similarly to uh, to take account for the higher starting life total. So I feel like. In fact, breaks the the spirit of the format because it only takes ten. In fact, but but it's not in fact. See, like I agree. It, I agree. I, I think infect should be changed. But I I'm I'm not killing you with infect when it's like infect, right? Because I mean, oh, phage is in the graveyard. Lazav is going to become like become unblockable, and then before damage, Lazav becomes phage. Yeah, phage is fine. I, I think I think that's fine. Like yeah, okay. I think that's fine too. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'd ask. <laughs> Next question, as I think furiously. <laughs> think furiously. <laughs> I don't know. What what else what else can we talk about? We actually might want to do fish mail at some point. We're like fifty minutes into our podcast already. No, one 48. more one more, Seth, for the casual for the filthy <laughs> casuals. Right, well, what 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 is the ultimate right, what is the ultimate commander topic? Alright. Sol ring. Banned or not <laughs> you banned? Had to bring, yeah. <laughs> It is, yes, it should be bad. It 100% should be bad. The only argument I can see against banning it, and I do, I am sympathetic of it, is the brainstorm argument for Legacy, where it's, uh, even though it should be banned, it's so synonymous with the format that if you banned it, the format wouldn't be the format, essentially. I I could see that argument for keeping Soul Ring, but on power level alone, 100%, it should be banned. Yeah, get it, get it out of here. Like, the <laughs> the things that happen, like, oh, well, I guess I'll turn to play Thren Dynamo, and it's like, uh... <laughs> 
like, they, like and that's fine. small. That's like thinking small, right? Like, I mean, we're, we're, like there's a lot more you can do than just play a threat dynamo on two. But <laughs> so, if I asked you, do you want two extra mana at the cost of three enemies? Would you always take it? Yes. On turn one, yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know if I would always take it. Like, I don't know. Like, there's a real downside to it. You suddenly have three enemies, and they're gunning for you. Yeah, right? but they're doing so... everything slower than you are, so whatever, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's not, though, right? Combined, they have more mana than you, right? Like, combined, they have more mana to throw against you. So well, <laughs> I don't know that it actually... We're, okay, if everyone is dirtling around and they all have six drops in hand and you saw a ring, okay, that's bad. But if they have anything reasonable, if they're actually curving out, I feel like it just gets worse for you over time, right? Like on turn three, they now have three times your mana or whatever, and now you're going to start feeling the pain, right? So I don't, well, I don't know. I don't it's very rare that someone plays Sol Ring and just runs away with the game. Like it okay, does happen. So do you think... Other people actually arch enemy the pe- the person that plays a soul ring because I don't know if that's been my experience. Like, sure, you're like, oh, that sucks that they have way more mana than me. But I, most games I've seen with soul ring don't involve the three players be like, all right, we just gotta kill a person with soul ring. It's not like it's not like a prime speaker Vanavir, whatever. Like, <laughs> I win the game, commander. It's kind of like, oh, well, yeah, you're playing big stuff and probably gonna win, but I'm gonna play my signets over here and hope for the best. <laughs> I guess that's also true. Because- Sometimes you're kind of forced to. Like, what can you do, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen it either. I haven't seen anyone go, like, let's kill the person with a soul ring. And every, I guess because every time I've had soul ring personally, it's always just, well, I have a soul ring, I have all this mana, but I'm doing nothing. All right, your turn. <laughs> yeah. I, don't I think know. it just leads to non games. That's been my experience. Is It doesn't always lead to non games, but we definitely have had games where someone goes, like, soul ring, mana crypt, whatever, plays. I can't remember. Uh, what was the big demon commander that I that we played that that happened with? Nicholas. And I just there's lots uh, of demons. A, the the sack to tutor one, Razaketh. Oh, I mean, oh. Okay. or or is, is it uh, that one a rune scarred? I think it was Razaketh because it was a commander. Oh yeah, commander. Kind of like yeah. ran away with the game on on turn four or whatever because of it. So I don't know. I think it just makes the games way too swingy for my taste. Is uh, because you feel so far behind, like. If one person has Soul Ring and no one else does, uh, you feel really far behind, but there's not a whole lot you can do about it on turn one or turn two. So you often stay behind for the rest of the game. But is it that much worse if someone, like, cultivates or has, like, a mana rock on turn two and you have nothing? Like, I feel like they're kind of the same. Gets around land destruction, Richard. Gets around land destruction. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, the- I understand you get accelerated one turn earlier and it's more acceleration, but I don't know. There's all, like two you have turns. so many buddies at the table. You have so many buddies actually, at the table. <laughs> I actually, I will say this. I think Black Lotus would be way fairer in Commander than Soul Ring. I would rather have Black Lotus be <laughs> unpanned than have Soul Ring be, be part of the format. I, that's probably correct. That's I, probably actually, correct. that's not even like a hot take or anything. I kind of agree with that too. <laughs> It's, it's, can you imagine going to a new player and be like, I see you have a Black Lotus there. It's so bad. I'll trade you the Soul Ring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, oh. it's worse because like they like I'll trade I'll trade you this like uh, Crater Hoof Behemoth. Look how big it is, <laughs> right? Like, 
they're not probably snap it off too. If yep. you talk to me in like like I guess like middle school, I would have done that. I would one hundred percent. Yeah, it's a big eight eight. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> I've definitely heard of people who traded like their Shivan dragons for black lotuses back in the day, and vice versa. So, well, back in the day, though, Shivan dragon was like the finisher, though. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And like it's a true, dragon. That's that's, that's sweet, right? Like, what, what does this do? Right? <laughs> that's the whole point of magic. I didn't play magic to play with flowers or whatever. Like, yeah, I'm here to cast dragons. <laughs> I don't want no metallic flower. Give me that dragon. That's. <laughs> but is there but is there a such thing as a black lotus like in real life? Uh, like a car, like a lotus, like a yeah. lotus is a real flower, lotus right? Is real. But is there a black lotus? Is that like a, a real car. thing? No, what? Yeah, no, not a car. A car. No, a not the car. The flower. <laughs> the car. <laughs> oh, um, oh, separate question. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Google is not is not being helpful. It's all magic results. So, <laughs> someone, some, oh, some, some botanist somewhere, please chime in. Send me a black lotus. <laughs> How an many black lotuses flower. are there? What does black lotus flower mean? Why is black lotus so expensive? <laughs> ah, all right. Well, yeah, you're right. Uh, I, I feel bad for the, the lotus enthusiast who's like trying to find like a black model of his car. And he's like, what are these stupid cards that keep showing up on Google? <laughs> <laughs> it's more expensive than my car. <laughs> Actually, that's not true, but whatever. Uh, also, to, like, hold on one second, just to dial it slightly back, that question you asked right before this, Richard, I yeah. also think it's okay to be on, I, I think it is cool when you build your deck on theme, like, I, I had, I had posted a Twitter question, right, it was like, I have, I have both Shadow Mage Infiltrators, right, I have a foil version of the old Odyssey one, and then the new one, now, everyone's like, oh, easy, dude, just, it's always the Odyssey one, and like, but hold, why is no one thinking about how my whole deck is Demir, so I want everything to look Demir, and the new Shadow Mage Infiltrator, though this is the Shadow Mage Infiltrator I've had since middle school, the new one looks more like Demir. So I sometimes will build a deck where everything at least looks the same. <laughs> it all looks like on theme with the deck too, visually. Just saying. I just remember that now. It's like a five minute late right, response. Krim, you're, you're, you're just wrong. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. Cool. I'm you, cool. You, right. you 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 killed Johnny Magic. I did not kill Johnny Magic. I still I still appreciate Johnny Magic, but dude, like Shadow Mage Infiltrator from Modern Masters looks like how Demir looks now. But right? like Johnny Finkel like transcends any theme restrictions. He's like, <laughs> oh, he, it's like, I don't know. I, I, I actually, I actually really hate that they removed like all of them are on theme, right? Like all of the, um, all of the invitational players. They're like, what is this dude doing on a magic card? This is like totally breaking the immersion. Let us replace <laughs> it with like some new art, right? So solemn gets new art, shadow mage gets new art, everyone gets new art, and then. I don't know. It kind of it kind of like removes the coolness of the invitational card. It should have been written in the contract. Like, we will use your likeness <laughs> in this card, and we will never change the art. <laughs> right? You are forever this person. Or they just like update it with their current art, so it's like fifty year old. Whenever it's reprinted, they update the. Oh portrait. my god, that would be so cool! Like you get like. <laughs> The new Shadow Mage Infiltrator is like what Finkel looks like today. That would be yeah, so yeah. Just like keep keep yeah updating. <laughs> also, Black Lotus is not real. I have confirmed according to Google, it's a fictional flower. Oh, lame. Lotuses are real, but yeah. Black Lotuses are fictional. All right, or they haven't been so, discovered yet. Just saying. 
Now that we know that Krim is a John Finkel hater. I never, I still love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just on theme, dude. Like, look, the new one looks so much like a Demir card. <laughs> that uh, that, that's my only argument. That is my only defense. What, what if like, you talk to John Finkel and you're like, what guild do you associate yourself with? And he's like, Demir, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Lazav, Lazav is my jam. No. Now, now, who would and, you, which card if, would you use? If Johnny Magic himself reaches out to me and says that he is Demir, and, and for me to just be like, no, dude, there's there's only my invitational, like, then, okay, all right, okay, then I am wrong, and I will then accept it. All right, so with that being said, let's go to Fishmail. So if you have questions, send them to at MDGGoldfish with the hashtag MDGFishmail, and we'll get to your question on air. This one is for Krim. Jay Hoviskas. So I know what a meme is. I know what a deck is. What is a meme deck? <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so a meme deck usually is going to be something that, like, like let, let's let's just. I'll give you a card for example. Simic Ascendancy. You probably it's it's not really a good uh, like that great of a card uh, unless you know the Pro Tour proves me wrong or something and it takes over by storm. But uh, like it's usually a, a deck that revolves around some kind of really really janky or ridiculous idea that you know like you're you're going into like I'm probably not gonna win a lot of games, but like when I do, I'm doing it with style, <laughs> and it's just funny. It's like humorous when you win. For me, that's what a meme deck is. Seth, <laughs> do you I. I think that a uh, meme deck is what I often call jank deck or a jank deck. I think it, it means basically the same thing. Uh, being built around like uh, a janky card, a meme card. So I think uh, I would use those two interchangeably. Yep. All right. Captain Wow 26. Favorite fetch land or favorite land in general? Polluted Delta Ooh. is my favorite fetch land. Uh, probably for fetch lands, probably flooded strand land in general strip mine though land in general yeah, land. probably watery grave just because <laughs> <laughs> so you can gotta have something to fetch yeah, up like let's not be ridiculous like, <laughs> they don't call me watery dave for no reason i don't know it's <laughs> not true at all. no one calls me that <laughs> uh fetch lads i like marsh flats favorite land in general thespian stage so true. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anyone love Thespian Stage more than Richard. It's so good. Uh, Eleven Vicious. What about a blue goblin that's two blue blue, two two, haste, tap, each player may play a card from their hand for free. Creature is showy telly. Too good for modern. <laughs> that is way a, too uh, good. Card. Also a blue goblin. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Blue Goblin's Blue hilarious. Goblin part cracks me up. <laughs> I think haste just makes it like it's not even relevant that it's a creature. Like, yeah. what, what is the point of being a creature if it has haste? It's like somehow better. It blocks, right? Like, uh, it, it sounds like it could be a good like unstable card. It sounds funny, but I don't know if it would actually be good for modern. It's actually way better than because now it's instant speed show and tell. So like you know you might drop an Emrakul or something and they might literally honor you but now you can wait till the end of their turn to do it Ooh. So. And, you have, and you have showy telly to sacrifice to Liliana yeah, yeah you can block there's like all kinds of weirdness this somehow just made it a lot better that, yeah that, that's definitely absurdly broken I don't <laughs> oh that is really broken alright Captain Wild 26 should Nexus of Fate be banned in standard yes what, what is our take on this now yes, yes. 
Yes. Yes. Yes. Seth? <laughs> in best of one, but in, no. In, in yes of one. It doesn't matter. Yes of all. <laughs> like every, Yes across the board. What? Not in best of three. That's my take. I think best of one, yes. Best of three, no. And also, I kind of hope it happens because... Oh man, it's gonna be so funny when the buy a box promo that they made so it wouldn't be good enough to be played in standard actually has to get banned in standard. Uh, I have been writing that tweet in my head for like the last month. Seth's that's, that's been revising that tweet for like it's hours. It's in his drafts. It's, it's been gonna, his drafts. It's, it's gonna be so good. It's a reveal. All right, Jred seventeen, an on theme question for this week. What if a spell can be your commander as an instant or sorcerer? Sorcery similarly pay two more for each time you cast it. What would be your spellmander? Cruel ultimatum. Oh, that's that's a good choice. Um, hmm. I don't. I don't know. Maybe like cryptic command. Ooh. I feel like a one mana, like a swords or something, would probably be best. But then you're playing mono white and it's a swords. Uh, I, I, I want like a wrath. That draws cards <laughs> like a decree of pain. Oh, you <laughs> know what would be good? Though, Blasphemous from... Act. Blasphemous oh, Act. Oh, that would be that would be a sweet one. I'm surprised Crimson go with Cyclonic Rift here. <laughs> this would have been. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it's Commander. <laughs> I, I want to have fun, <laughs> and I think Cruel Ultimatum just constantly over and over is a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, Tarvin Nicholas, what if Watsi had a deck building challenge with cash prizes at Mythic events and Magic Fest? E.g., it's a modern event, and you get money if you have a winning record with a deck that has four Hedron alignments. <laughs> I think that could be really cool. I know they actually do this in Vintage, where they have uh, a prize for the person who does best without playing any Power 9 cards in their deck. Sort of like a budget challenge, almost. Uh, so even if you don't make the top 8, if you're the highest performing person without Power 9, you still get a prize. So I think that could be pretty interesting to have like a side challenge and a prize for certain things like that. Alright, last question. Rob Condon, with the discussion of banning Nexus, do you think there will be a wild card reimbursement on Arena? If the ban is an all-standard, not just best of one, could they, uh, when Moto and Paper are left out to dry? I think there would definitely be a wild card reimbursement, although uh, I don't know if that's really all that comforting, because if you ban Nexus, you're not just losing Nexus, your Nexus deck is losing a lot of playability as well, and you're probably not going to get anything for all the other wild cards you spent to build a deck that needs Nexus to be functional. Yeah, I feel like they need to reimburse, but they they either may not, period, or they may give you like 50 gems or, you know, whatever, whatever it is for getting like a duplicate uh, mythic. So Didn't they already just reimburse. This, didn't they already do like there was a ban right because i remember in closed beta right or was it closed no it's like i think it was back at the very beginning of closed beta there was a ban and i we can't remember did they just give you wild cards i, I, I almost, think we gave do we, we even wild have cards. wild cards then i think yeah. so yeah it was just like like we got four rare wild cards or whatever it was i think i think I'm pretty sure. That would that would be my most likely prediction, is they're just like, all right, you can't play those. You get four mythic wild cards to replace them and call it a day. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. like, I, I think that was the case. I don't remember. It, it's been a minute, oddly enough. Um, that sounds right to me, too. Yeah, because I, I remember there was some kind of banning, and then I remember we did get, I think we did get wild cards, actually. I think so. But, but yeah, like, I guess if they, if they by the way, if they ban Nexus, then they, you just go to the... Uh, wilderness reclamation decks 
Like as in like 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 the teamer ones. So I mean, I don't know. Yeah. No, I guess that's true. You still your cards probably still have some uh some value. Like there's a lot of good cards in those decks. Wilderness <laughs> Reclamation, which uh, we're running long, so I can't get into this, but. God, is that card busted? Uh, I've been playing it in modern, and it's even busted in modern. It's so insane. So, uh, yeah, uh, interesting. All right, thank you to everyone who signed in their fish mail this week. If you have questions, send them at MTG Goldfish with the hashtag MTG Fish Mail, and we'll get to your questions on air. And I think that that brings us to the end of our casual podcast, Commander Podcast, episode 210. So, Richard Krim, thanks for hanging out. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks again to Spikes Academy for supporting the show. You can get 10% over at, uh, 10% off over at spikesacademy.com with the cold goldfish. So, until next week, this is the crew signing out. <laughs>